One of the poems in uh, Carmina Burana, it talks about uh, how the author had a 10 hour long uh, sexual encounter with Venus herself. And if you have one of those, see a doctor. See a doctor, yes. See Get your yourself doctor. to a hospital. That's the disclaimer. That's right. Yes. Welcome to Classical Rebellion. Rebellion. John Good Mo evening. Yeah, where, where would you uh, like to go this evening? Oh my goodness. I, I would like to go everywhere from, from Red Square to the Garden of Earthly Delights. Oh, there and are. maybe San Bernardino before that. I thought San Bernardino was the Garden of Earthly Delights. Well, it will be. It will be next you know, month. Most people don't know that Hieronymus Bosch actually founded San Bernardino. Did he really? He did. Well, yeah. you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of gardening going on in the Inland Empire at that time. Here's the hoping people know who. I, I just I not I haven't known about Hieronymus. Anyway, you know where I want to go? Where the subscribe button. <laughs> That's Absolutely. where I want to go. Let's go there right yeah. now. Reach your finger out. Push right the there. subscribe so, button. If you're familiar with classical music organizations, which we are, we are one. They're always trying to get, you know, they're going on some subscription campaign. And they're going to guarantee right. you the best seats. And we're guaranteeing you the seat you're currently sitting in. And uh, there, there's, it comes with a premium as well. If you push that subscribe button tonight, you will receive a warm glow in your innermost being. Yes. Because you will have done a service not only to Classical Rebellion, but to art. And in so doing, you will have done a service for you. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Sam Bernardino Symphony has their opening concert on Saturday, September 14th at 7.30 p.m. And I'll be there. With? Oh, you will. Oh, great. Oh, I will be there. All right. You know what? You know who I should think should be there? And if I'm there, that means you can shake my hand. That's <laughs> That's true. Uh, but that's not what I was thinking. You know, I think the mayor of San Bernardino should be there. Absolutely. As far as I know, the mayor of San Bernardino, I don't even know if it's a man or a woman. Regardless. Regardless. I'm calling the mayor out anyway. I, the mayor might be a big supporter of the San Bernardino Symphony and always goes to the symphony. I don't know. However. Let's hashtag him. Let's hash. We've never done this before. I'm not aware that anyone's ever done this before. I hope it works. Well, I mean, it's the San Bernardino Symphony was founded in 1929, mm -hmm. and it is a venerable uh, civic institution. It's a, a fine orchestra. Um, the, the, you don't, the maestro Anthony Parnther, mm. uh, their yes. conductor, also conducts the Southeast Symphony, and the... He's dynamic. He's, I, I got a chance to speak for him for an hour at the uh, Association of California Orchestras. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. And yeah, I can't talk to a lot of people for about an hour, to be honest with you. You know, unless we're talking, unless I'm talking to someone who clearly loves classical music. Well, I mean, the implication there is also he has a lot to say. Yes. I learned, actually, that there are 84 orchestras in L.A. County. That blew me away. That in he, Los yeah, Angeles he, he County. Just, he just casually <laughs> dropped that. I was like... I thought you were talking about the 84, 84 orchestras in California. No, just in L.A. County. In L.A. County. So, and the, the clip that you provided, uh, that you viewed of uh, and showed yeah, me, he, of yeah. Maestro Parnther conducting the Southeast Symphony in the Mahler Second was absolutely solid. Yeah. I mean, very impressive. Yeah. I think that's a... So I think San Bernardino audiences 
should also take a little road trip to Southeast Symphony. Absolutely. I know we're going to both. I'm going to the Southeast Symphony. Oh, absolutely. I'll be there. I mean, I can't make it to San Bernardino. I can't get up in time. So back to the mayor. We want to see 30, let's say 30, 30 pictures of the San Bernardino mayor at the San Bernardino Symphony. Hashtag San Bernardino mayor. Hashtag San Bernardino mayor. Hashtag, you have to do this. Oh, hashtag, hashtag San Bernardino mayor. And hashtag classical rebellion. That's right. Yes. So but before we go any so farther. So on Instagram, on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Before we go any farther, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about Oh, in, yes, Encoda. 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 John, how would you spell Encoda? No, I think I would probably spell it N-K-O-D-A. That is exactly correct. <laughs> I'm so, so proud. Encoda is an app. It is. I'm it's using a, it on iOS. John would be using it on Android. Android I, uh, yeah. and Samsung. It's an app for accessing music scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, well, yeah, just 110,000. Oh, well, there, so that's all? That's all. Oh. For now. And how many pages of music is that? Well, if I were to do the calculation, I'd say it's about 30 million. 30 million pieces, 30 million pages, pages of, of music, music. Yeah. for a subscription price of $9.99 a month. All right. So the opening piece, as far as we can tell at San Bernardino, is... The Shostakovich Festive Overture. Let's bring it up here just in case. And That's you're it. correct again. You've well, been correct twice so far. That's rare. It comes natural. You usually get one per episode. <laughs> yeah, so the a wonderful o- piece. I mean, it's a it's a it's a bright. It starts out with 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 very some very ponderous uh, fanfare of about of 20, 26 bars leading up to it, it's like stretching a bowstring to the breaking point and then boing you let it letting it go and the the this overture just shoots off like a sleigh wow. over snow it's thrilling just yeah. like Ruslan and Yudmila or the uh, who's Kabalevsky? It? the Kabalevsky yeah. Kolas Bronyan overture it's in that tradition and boy, is it bright and highly optimistic, um, really positivistic. Um, it's a, a brass player's holiday. It's almost as if it's almost <laughs> as if the guy who could send you to the gulag had died the year before. Ah, yeah. It was written. It premiered in in fifty four. That guy's a jerk. <laughs> hey, careful. He's you know he can still hear. I mean, he's still got ears. Theoretically, he's um, a... the the. Uh, uh, it was premiered in 54, the year after Stalin died, but it was written in 47. But, but Shostakovich had been in so much trouble already with uh, getting on the wrong political side with things like Lady Macbeth of Mutensk mm-hmm. and the nose. And they, so he was holding things back. And as soon as Stalin died, he released his 10th symphony and his violin concerto. And then the director of the Bolshoi called and said, do you have an overture for the opening of the season? And he said, yeah. Um, he said, well, we'll take it. So he had probably written it out in full score but not written the parts because it then says uh, he he wrote it out during the next three days. I think that what that means is he wrote the parts, the parts because yeah. he no one, he wasn't going to let anyone perform it because he could get in too much trouble. Right, and it was a big hit. Always has anything that Shostakovich has ever written was happy. Yeah. Th- this is happy. Yeah, and it's a, it's a yeah. joy. It really is. Yeah. So, well, that's fortunate. Is it fortunate? It's fortuna. It oh. Fortuna. Oh, oh Fortuna. Yes. So now we're on to Carmina Burana. The Carmina Burana, the songs of the, the Buron, <laughs> the, which is an area around a monastery in Germany. 
Okay. Which went extinct in sometime in the early 18th, late, 19th, late 18th century. And in, in its ruins, they found this collection of, of poems. Yeah, 1803 it was discovered. Uh, Karl Orff set 24 of the poems. There are 256 or something. So just under 10%. About 10%. Yeah. Uh, and those poems are, well, they were written by the Goliards. I'm, Who are the Goliards? The Goliards. I'm glad uh, you I'm, asked. I'm asking. Yes, the Goliards. I did not really know too much about the Goliards until I started, actually, a couple of years ago, really getting into Carmina Burana. These are the guys who wrote these poems. They wrote the poems. They started off as a sect within the Catholic clergy. And their duty, as they saw it, was to point out the, uh, the difference between doctrine and practice. And that doctrine wasn't lining up with practice, and they were very, they were satire satirizing the situation, mm -hmm. uh, which is a very effective form of, of criticism. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, you can always just say, ah, I was joking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only they weren't exactly joking. They got to a point. So let me read. I've got a, a note here from the University of Paris. They complained about the Goldards. And this is what was happening. This is Paris's, the University of Paris's complaint. Priests and clerks dance in the choir dressed as women. They sing wanton songs. They eat black pudding at the altar itself while the celebrant is saying mass. They play dice on the altar. They sense the incense with, stink with stinking smoke from the soles of old shoes. They run and leap throughout the church without a blush of their own shame. Finally, they drive about the town and its uh, theaters in shabby carriages and carts and rouse the laughter of their fellows and the bystanders in infamous per performances with indecent gestures and with scurrilous unchaste words. Scurrilous. So, so you know the, and with the, scurrilous. The, the neighbors across the alley, like from your house, the, the frat house that's like, you know, constantly annoying and is like, yeah. like going 24 hours a day, that's these guys. Right. And they soon were not a sect within the clergy. <laughs> well, they bounced right out. Yeah. And so they became a sect within the minstrels. Ah. Yes. So we had Goliards and troubadours. And troubadours sang about chaste love, chivalrous love. Idealized. Yes, pure love. Love for love's sake. Right. And the Goliards sang about sex for sex's sake. Right. Lechery, gluttony. Right. <laughs> yeah. Lasciviousness. Right. I mean, uh, uh, they didn't hold back. They did not. They did not no. hold back. In fact, and one that, of the that brings us to, yeah. to that 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 uh, that um, mention of, of uh, the the Garden of Earthly Delights, the yeah. famous painting by Hieronymus Bosch, which hangs in the Prado Museum in Madrid. And if you've never seen it, uh, it's it's incredibly detailed with the most uh, tiny figures uh, <laughs> doing the most doing the most lascivious things. things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a <laughs> and sometimes winding up in the most unenviable situations. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's sci-fi in art from the from the early 1400s. Yeah. Those are the goals. And and yeah, it's yeah. um And so was Tannhäuser. So this is something I I made a connection with because one of the poems in uh, Carmina Burana it talks about uh, how the author had a 10-hour-long uh, sexual encounter with Venus herself. And if you have one of those, see a doctor. See a doctor, yes. See Get your yourself doctor. to a hospital. That's the disclaimer. That's right. Yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, that's how Tannhäuser starts. He's at the Venusburg, the, the, the sex mountain. Yeah. And uh, then... The mountain, the mound of sex. I mean, <laughs> right. literally. Right. And I mean, then, if, 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 if I had... I mean, it's, it's, this is um, um, pretty direct 
it's direct stuff. I mean, this is not high Latin. It's it's low Latin. It's it's proto-Germanic slang, uh, and it's it, right. it, it it it's it reads much better in English translation. It's very pretty, <laughs> but in in really what it's right. saying is very blunt. But what Karl Orff wrote about the twenty four he chose were basically about the Wheel of Fortune. There is actually a Wheel of Fortune. That's not a TV show. You mean I don't have to buy a vowel? You don't. You okay. could wager a vowel. All right. I've so, oh, can I have an O? Oh, oh, Fortuna. Yes. Uh, so the four phrases of the Wheel of Fortune are, "I shall reign." I shall reign. I shall reign. I reign. I have reigned. I have no realm. <laughs> and if there's a better description of a three-day weekend in Las Vegas, I, I haven't heard it. My God. Well, so, so Orf, let's bring it back to yeah. Orff selected these, and yeah. and and the categories were what? Oh, there were four categories in the larger text of the two hundred fifty six some poems. Fifty five songs of mockery and morals, one hundred and thirty one love slash sex songs, forty drinking and gaming songs, and two longer spiritual theater pieces. Right. So a morality place. Yeah. And the, the drinking song is like it gets bigger and bigger and more people are drinking and more people are drinking yeah. and everyone drinks and everybody have a drink. I mean, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. And that sounds about right for these guys. It does. You know, uh, the one that I really. All the world's a drink. All the world's a drink. <laughs> and all the. And, and all the men and women in it are merely drinkers. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like the swan, though. Yeah, it's a it's a very very difficult piece of music to perform for any tenor of any voice type. But it's a swan that's been roasted. Now what is it about swans? I mean, the, the... it is illegal to kill a swan in almost every single country on earth to this day. I did not know that. I mean, I knew that it's illegal to kill a swan in England because the queen owns all the swans wherever they occur. They're they're just royal property. Mm -hmm. Right, and we have you know to. Bring Wagner back into it. We've got Parsifal killing the swan, and this is a terrible thing. Right. And then we have Lohengrin, and being, Lohengrin. being the swan knight. Right. Uh, so what's with the swan? And the, the purity of swans. Right. So the swan, going back all the way to the ancient Greeks, uh, they were associated with Apollo and were bringers of light and grace and perfection. And in medieval heraldry, they performed the same. They were the bringers of knowledge, uh, beauty, uh, the swan song. Everything about the swan is elegant, and here it is being roasted, about to be eaten, which is the most mundane of things. Like, the, is there anything more temporary than a meal? Right, because the by end <laughs> byproduct of a meal is is the end. Yeah, is the end product. We were trying to avoid yeah. saying anything here that's going right. to get us like demonetized or right. anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we don't. Not that we're excessively yeah. monetized. No, we have to get to thousand subscribers. Hit the first. subscribe button. That's right. Hit the subscribe button. That's right. So what what it dawned on me was, in a very real way, I think our culture, we eat swans. We don't venerate beauty. Uh, we venerate maybe hotness or sexiness. Uh, that's what sells, but. You're saying we're we're sort of like turning we're, our we're swan eaters. We're, con, we're consuming we're just at, consuming. at a metaphorical level. Yeah. We're consuming our society as the uh, turning it just commoditizing it for it in in service right. of a carnal appetite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've taken the finest elements of our culture and turned them into, into something we can easily digest and, and push right through our system and then go about our day. I mean, it's which is not necessarily a slam against popular culture either. Oh no. I like your I, li I like the metaphor of the swan. 
I think that's yeah. absolutely spot on. Right. Yeah, thank you. So be, be, the, be the Lohengrin swan. Be the Lohengrin. And what you're talking about, that's what classical rebellion is. It's rebelling against the... Facile. Yes, the, the, just the, the base appetite consumption of culture and trying to like, push back against that. Because let's be honest, popular culture is the empire. Classical music yeah. is the rebels. We're the Jedi. We're the Jedi. We're the Jedi. We are the Jedi. Careful, we'll get demonetized. That's true. They we don't want a copyright strike. Anyway, um, I think I think let's just say one more time, Encoda. Encoda. Thank you. Encoda seems to have some interest in what we do. We and we really appreciate that. The gentleman I talked to said it was what we were doing is brilliant. Well, we try. We'll try to live up to it. But we think that Encoda is pretty brilliant too. And N K O D A. Go and check out their app. Hashtag San Bernardino Mayor. All right, cool.